0: Hey, Neil. Hey, Jeremy. Did you know that it's time to record another podcast?
1: Yes, I did, and boy, am I glad. Yeah, Um, we
0: had slightly longer um, layoff than we typically have, or that we'd like to have, but um, it's strange times, so, you know, but we're gonna get back on the schedule. Uh, We've got our sponsor back, which we'll mention. but I just uh, talked he, to
1: him a couple hours ago.
0: Yeah. So I think, um, you know, you'll be hearing from him on this pod. So you, as in the, the listeners, all of our loyal listeners.
1: Yes. And me, but it was earlier, but I can hear it later. It's like a time warp. I don't know. Roll the music. Welcome back. Um, We need to um, re-record our um, intro and outro and stuff uh, to reflect some of the changes that uh, went on at Talk About Town where we have uh, Mr. Jeremy Judah as the co-host now. Uh, Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Neil. Um, So uh, we should say that our brokerage is Mm -hmm. Judah Real Estate Group. Because it's not in the intro-outro right now, we should make sure everybody knows. All right, so the market is, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it really is.
0: It's unlike any time I've ever seen in my real estate career. So let's get into the numbers brought to you by
1: Chad Hennessy of Insuramax.
2: Hello, I'm Chad Hennessy with InsurMax. If you're exploring options for your insurance coverage, let me and my staff help with taking the burden off your shoulders. We at InsurMax are a locally owned independent insurance agency providing options and flexibility. This allows us to design coverage for your auto, home, business, and life insurance specifically for your needs. Please contact me, Chad Hennessy at 502-479-4085, or email me at chad h at insuramax.com. Insuramax looks forward to removing the stress of insurance shopping for you.
1: All right. So reach out to Chad. He is the man. Um, the the numbers are just bizarre. And then what I've been seeing out just working is strange as well. So, um The number of listed properties right now on the MLS in greater Louisville, 18, is it, is it changed? 1849 is what I had. No, that's that's still correct. As of this moment. 1849. Um, I know that that's, that sounds like a lot. That's 1,849 houses. It ain't a lot.
0: Oh, and we've, you know, if you've listened to this at all, then, you know, uh, we've talked about kind of the history and, um, and also just what our MLS covers. So Greater Little Association of Realtors, our MLS being the um, largest in the state, it also includes a lot of surroundings, surrounding counties. Um, Every once in a while you get some Lexington properties thrown in there, but you've got, you know, Spencer, you've got. Shelby, Bullitt, um, not to mention some, um, Southern Indiana listings that end up in there. So, you know, of in a town of, uh, or a Metro area of over a million people, you know, to have only 1849 homes on the market. And also when you consider the fact that there's about 4,500 agents, um, 4,500 members of GLAR that are realtor agents, um, realtor members, that's just you know, it's an incredibly low number. Um, you know, there sh- it should be about four times that amount. But, um, you know, this is an interesting t- uh, statistic, um, if I could say the word. Absorption rate, I've talked about this before, but it's been a while. So just to give you a refresher, absorption rate is basically like if you were to not list any more homes, like in a specific area or specific, in this case, uh, our, our MLS, how long it would take to sell all of that inventory so right now it's 1.87 so fewer than two months of inventory that means if you didn't list another house all of it would be gone in less than two months
1: um,
0: and if it was so, all
1: listed by us though it'd be like two days <laughs> right <laughs> um,
0: we don't make these sweeping promises or guarantees but uh, we do have a pretty good track record uh, so the thing is you know you, you see that number So just to put it in perspective, so six months of inventory or more is a buyer's market. Six months of inventory or less is a seller's market. So you would think, oh my gosh, this is a crazy seller's market, 1.87 days or 1.87 months of inventory. But um, you also have to consider the fact that we are in very unusual times. So we have historically low interest rates um you know we've had historically low interest rates for several years and now they're really at historic lows so um if you're a buyer it's still an incredible time to buy um and there's you really shouldn't be discouraged as you know assuming that your situation is stable um and if you're and if you're a seller obviously if you're looking to sell there's really no reason not to there's um we looked at this uh days on market um Fifty-five days is the average. Again, that's for every property listed and sold in MLS. In um, what's that time frame? Do you know?
1: Um, that so the fifty-five was the month of June of twenty-twenty.
0: <sighs> okay, so fifty-five days on market from a historical standpoint is really really low. You see all these things where things are selling in a day or less, and you think everybody's house is selling in a day or less. Well, obviously that's that's not the case, um, but just to give you an idea, you know, ninety days on market is a pretty typical average for you know our local MLS. So basically, um, you know, forty percent less uh, than what our typical average is. So fifty-five days may sound like a lot, but for an average of all the properties
1: that have been sold in the first six months of the year, it's Really, really low. Yeah, um, and and to il- to illustrate though, because uh, we kind of talked about this earlier, those ones that sell in two hours, they're out there. But um, I listed a property that I have under contract right now, um, kind of a something that typical of a first time home buyer, um, in a pretty popular area, and there was nothing like it listed. And we listed it at a price that we expected it to be sold in a day. And it took 11 days. And I was baffled because we did not overprice it. I ran the comp several times. It I even checked for you. <laughs> you did. I said, what's wrong with this? Here, look at this. Because had this been um, 2019, 2018, it would have had multiple offers within a few hours.
0: But you still did end up getting multiple offers, didn't you? Actually, we did, yes. So, you know, I think that that's something that, I mean, we never would, again, promise that you're going to get multiple offers when you list, but, um, you know, just because it doesn't sell right away doesn't mean that it's not going to sell and it doesn't mean that it's not going to, I mean, I've been in situations where a house is on the uh, house on the market for six months and then it ends up with multiple offers, um, which uh, if I'm representing the buyer, I would say it's just my luck that we, we find the house and it's got six months on the market and then we end up in a multiple offer situation.
1: So, um, you know how Chad was, uh, we mentioned him doing the ads and the numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I had him in studio a little bit earlier today and kind of chatted with him, recorded some of it. Uh, I think we'll post that because it, it's a fun little conversation. We kind of talk about um, the school opening question, the sports, the uh, all the way from, you know, middle high college pro of what's going on with like the reopenings and people figuring stuff out, um, all that kind of stuff, business ebbs and flows. So, um, let, let's listen to it. It's pretty good. All right. So I've got friend, uh, fellow industry professional, um, the skinny, Chad Hennessy with me back in the studio. Well thank you Neil um, this you are the first person I've had
2: back in the studio since the world turned upside down yeah I think we're all still hanging upside down but uh, that's an honor quite an honor but uh, you're like I've told you a little bit ago your shows um, have been great uh, that you've been able to you know just bend them a little bit on Zoom whatever the world was providing us.
1: Yeah, and and everybody does Zoom these days. That's just kind of how the world works now.
2: Absolutely. We're
1: Zooming it. Um so
2: business has been weird. For- weird weird is a good way. Uh at least in my uh, it, with with my avenue of the of the of the world. Um I I don't mind telling you. We're an agency of mid 40s. We have about a uh, 45, 46 employees and we kind of unofficially opened back up to where come back to work if you want, that second week of June, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been like the eighth or the ninth. Well, just today we have 11 people in the office, so that goes to tell you that a fourth are coming back in, but three fourths are working from home. They're uh, they're they're on point, they're getting the job done. The, the the flexibility with technology and what's out there for us, we haven't missed a beat. So yeah,
1: it um it will probably show a lot of companies that you just don't need to come into the office to work on a computer.
2: It, it, it does. And I think if you can get a, it, it's all about work ethic and trying to determine and make sure that you have the right uh, people. Um, but you would have had these right people before COVID hit. Um, but I mean, everybody is self-driven and you know, I mean, if you can get the work done and you're in your pajamas at home at that, that there, I have no problem with that because as long as customers are satisfied and there's nothing being lagged, then yeah, I think it's going to continue. Yeah, it,
1: it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I before worked, you know, from the office or home most of the time and I'm still doing that. My wife who was last year, traveled a lot for work is now home. And then we got the kiddos. I know schools opening is kind of a big deal right now. Are, are they, are they not? Um, like a day by day. And your, uh, your kiddos are in Catholic schools, right?
2: They are. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I, uh, by the time this podcast hits, and then who knows? Because I think it literally is a day-by-day change. I would say 50-50. Right now, it's a flip of a coin if they're going to be in. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be in maybe one day a week? Some things I've heard is they may do a Monday-Tuesday with some kids, clean the classroom on Wednesday, and let another set of kids come in Thursday-Friday. Um, I've heard you know, all kinds of different scenarios. But two, I believe it's also on the table to go straight remote as well. I mean, there's no I, doubt about I it. I watched the JCPS. My kids are, are
1: JCPS kids. And I watched the live stream last night of the town hall. And, you know, that's what they were saying. We don't know. There will be an at-home model
2: somehow. We don't know if it will all be at home. And you have to think about it, right, wrong, or indifferent, what it was for, you know, mid-March through the end of May. It was not perfect. I would have to think that it's been... Um, improved on i mean they've had several months now that except for brand new students like kids maybe going into freshman year of high school or maybe a kindergartner kindergarten they're now at least more they're used to it or at least know what to expect that they have to
1: go that route and they said it would look a lot different you know they they just kind of threw stuff together like oh we're closing i guess we better figure something out and now they've got some time to do it um i saw a comment. by someone online saying you know i'm a single parent and i work that's the thing that kind of gets me it's like no teachers are not your babysitter but the society a little bit is set up where the kids can be elsewhere
2: i heard a perfect comment today i was talking to a client and she said my husband and i have we've we've chosen to send our kids to school and we have chosen not to homeschool them for that exact reason. I mean, if somebody's ever the, the parents have to work and in a society where the bills are still going to come in and uh you know, it's not going to stop from that angle. Um there is only so much that can be done online. And I think a lot of it determines on the the particular kid as well. Um of all ages and of all sizes. I mean, it's a it just depends some are more adaptable to it. Some are going to struggle with it. And um yeah, my heart breaks for parents. I mean, I'm a parent as you know of four. Um yeah. If we go, if we start off day one online, well, then work productivity is going to slow a little bit and that goes for so many industries.
1: Yep. Uh, I'm a parent of three, even between my three kids, their adaptability to it changed. They're all different. Yeah. I can't imagine if you had somebody going into kindergarten right
2: now, well, which I did. You do. Oh, <laughs> I do I did. have I a little,
1: think <laughs> I realized that. Um, gosh, yeah, he's five. He doesn't read.
2: No, no. And that's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, we'll see, but it's nobody's fault. I mean, it just is what it is. We're all like the governor says, we're all in this together. I mean, we really are. So. Uh, you
1: you just can't give uh, a five-year-old a Chromebook and say, all right, go do your work. <laughs> but from experience, evidently you can't give a uh, 11 or nine-year-old a Chromebook and say, just go do your work either. So Nor a 16-year-old. <laughs> My 15-year-old, actually, did, he he's set up so where when they give the week's assignment on Monday, he's going to have it done by Monday at lunchtime.
2: I like that. It's better to be in front of it and then relax rather than <laughs> relax first and then cram it in. At the I end, was always yeah. the relax first and cram <laughs> it in. <laughs> Me at too. The end.
1: So I'm impressed with him that he does that. Absolutely. it's funny. Um, so sports, I know... Um, you guys have been doing travel baseball
2: again. Yeah, my son is uh he'll be a junior. Um he's a baseball player and you know, and unfortunately all these spring sport kids, uh let it but whether it be professional, collegiate, high school, grade school, everything. So not just baseball, but softball, lacrosse, track, um, I think it was volleyball. mean, um, so a lot of kids uh you know missed out on their sport and that's heartbreaking. Um tennis, I think was a spring sport as well. Um and so yes we were able to uh he plays travel ball and he's played in a three tournaments um it basically started the middle of june okay. it's uh, about six straight weeks we have three more to go um all these uh ball fields uh, uh are taking new security measures how far do you go the, the, on his particular team the farthest we've gone is uh columbus ohio okay he's been to columbus indianapolis and uh basically within kentucky grand park in grand park love oh, yeah. that place it's beautiful well, Grand Park was really they—they uh, they made sure that you know they didn't want parents on top of one another. They—they uh, they weren't super strict on masks at the time, but this was a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, so I do think it is tightening. But um, you know they were there, there were X's where you could put your chairs. Mm-hmm. You could not uh, sit on the bleachers. Um, the kids did not give handshakes after the games. They tipped their, their hats, right. um, and then they encouraged the coaches to wear masks. Yeah. Uh, so they definitely yeah. took steps. I mean, I think that's what sports, you know, are just trying to be as careful as possible, but it's hard to get around. it. It is. Um, my oldest, he is a, he runs track
1: and plays Mm -hmm. football for male. Yeah. He was a freshman last year. He basically, he ran in a couple indoor meets and then everything shut down down. and tracks his passion. So he missed out on that. Luckily it's just his freshman year. I know. Um, and now football started and you know, KHSAA says, "Hey, you guys can do six hours a week together, total, and it's conditioning only,
2: no contact." Um, and I think I read some there today that maybe August the third is what they're third
1: is is when they're going to reassess,
2: reevaluate it. I'm staying, Neil. I, I am trying to stay as optimistic as can be, um, because I know, I mean, I hate to use it. well, just like your boy, you said he missed his track season, mm-hmm. uh and yeah, my son was only a sophomore last year, but you know, he missed a whole baseball season. Yeah. So I don't want to see any of these kids miss a football or, I mean, there's other sports soccer. I don't want to see yep. any, uh, young lady or young man miss a soccer season. Um, cause it would be universal. I think it would be like all sports, not just one. Uh, uh golf is going already. I did hear it, golf. It, it yeah. does lend yeah.
1: itself to social distancing more than some other sports. So <laughs> when I golf,
2: yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely social distance. Yeah. <laughs> Off in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I can't find my
1: balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's um, there's kind of a high school experience that you're losing, but you're also losing some skill. You know, my, my son has aspirations for track, especially beyond high school.
2: There's no doubt about it. I've had these conversations. Um, we were very limited. And one thing I will say that his, his high school coach, I mean, once that we shut down, it was hands off and um, he, he abided by the rules. Uh, the only communication they had was like on a Zoom meeting, maybe mm-hmm. once every two weeks. Um, there's only so much hitting you can do um, from baseball in your garage, like right. on a, like a little tee in a net. Of course, I'd throw with him and stuff like that, but you're absolutely correct, and not even so much in the higher levels, but the younger levels. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, just use soccer as an example or, or t-ball as an example. If you take a six-year-old that misses that, they may never go back. That's right, um, or maybe they swam the year before but take a year off. They, they it, 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 there's gonna have some lingering effects, and I know sports isn't the end all be all, but the social interaction is what I worry about the most. That's a big part of who you are,
1: it is, and there's a lot of lessons that you don't get at school that you do get in sports. Absolutely, um, my youngest. Uh, in the past year, there was something like over the course of the year, he was involved in like five or six different sports, not at the same time. He loved everything
2: right now. He's doing nothing. I know. And, um, I mean, really the, and I know there's a lot of professionals out there. They talk about this and we understand that there's so many implications from COVID, but I think it is the mental part of it as well. Um, you take a kid that's extremely active, like your son. And then basically, yeah, sure, video games are great or you can ride your bike, uh, you know, around the neighborhood or, you know, do whatever you can do. But they're still not the same as what they were used to. Um, and and I, that's going to have an impact.
1: Yeah, I think it will. He's uh, he's super social, too. So yeah. He uh, We started to have little friend things Absolutely. here and there. Sure. Small scale, and it's it's been really good for him. And, and kids, they should, you know, even yeah. for me, it was kind of a, throughout the past few months, it's been just an ebb and flow of like,
2: well, it's a, it, it gets into the mental state of it. And you try to, stay, especially as a parent, mm-hmm. uh, just like you are, you and Sam are, Neil. I mean, you try to stay upbeat as possible for your kids. And, um, I've said this before, uh, I have a 19 year old daughter and of course a 16 year old son an 11 year old daughter and a five year old boy, but the <laughs> younger, the out. younger two, it wasn't as much of a challenge, I think because younger kids are just so much more upbeat. Um, the, my teenagers were by far the hardest to say, "Hey, you can't play with your friends, or well, hang out with your friends. You can't go spend the night. There's only so much you can do." Um, that was a challenge. And then, plus, as they're older, they realize they grasp what they were missing more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, mean, I, I think, um, I mean, depression issues in our country, or I should say, the world, uh, are gonna be a the maybe the number one side effect from covid minus what the virus of course does yeah. to our bodies and the economy well which leads to that of it, course yeah it
1: ripples ripples yeah. everywhere it really does
2: it really does and and i know you and i are huge uh you know L fans yep. and um was really and i still am cautiously cautiously optimistic at a, a big time possible football season now what is that going to look like A lot of that is selfish because I like to watch football on a Saturday. But if you think about all the people that are employed at the athletic department, let alone, you know, ticket takers selling the concessions, the parking that would come in. I'll tell you, if if, if there is no college football, I still am extremely optimistic. There's probably going to be a professional. I think professional athletes will probably play. But if there's no college sports, especially college football, that's going to have a massive impact on the collegiate landscape beyond athletics. Yeah. Some schools operate off of their
1: their budget from football and basketball, or one of the other. Yeah, yeah, it'll uh, it'll ripple everywhere. I think it's yeah, and I
2: hope that we. I think what we just have to do is uh, just stay as optimistic and you know keep praying that these you know vaccines are being developed. And but even if tomorrow they said, hey, we have the vaccine, it's still going to be a a long wait before we know it's safe to take and and to get it to everyone. Correct. You're, you're talking about billions upon billions. Yeah. I mean, Plus, you know,
1: they're injecting everybody with the nanobots that track you. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's a Netflix episode. I don't know. I've, been on the, I've been on the internet too much lately. Um, well, hopefully we'll get back soon. Um, things will repair and we'll Absolutely. have some kind of new normal. So thank you, Chad, for stopping by. Absolutely. Uh, he's my favorite real estate agent in town. He's my agent. You heard his ad earlier in the episode, reach out to him, let him know, um, that, uh, you need insurance or that you like U of L or whatever.
2: Happy to help anybody. I'll even help uh, UK fans. No teasing. <laughs> no happy. We're happy. We're here to help you with any of your insurance needs. Been doing it for 20 years now.
1: Sounds good. Well, thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Neil. That was awesome. Yes, you're such a good interviewer, Neil. I really am. Um, I'm surprised that I'm not a journalist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we just need to, we got
0: to get you your press credentials.
1: I know. I, you know, I've really thought that maybe with this, um, if we keep doing it long enough, we could get some press credentials.
0: Well, I, I've thought like, you know, it'd be nice to just be a, like a freelance writer with some random website or whatever. Um, you know, the sports related just so you can get your press pass and you can go and be on the floor at sporting events or, you know, on the field or whatever. Um, you know, like, yeah, we got your press credentials. We're good. Um, and yeah, but you, you really are just a very minor contributor to whatever the site is. But, um, but again, you get, you get the benefit of, of, being really close to the action.
1: That's right. So we'll see to, to be continued. All right. Well, that's my, um,
0: my other, you know, like I, I don't know if I'd really want a career in sports. I, I was a sport administration major in college, but I love sports. So it's like my kind of, you know, food and sports. Those are my, you know, like kind of dream scenarios. If I could find a way to incorporate all of those into my, um, you know, everyday life
1: is boy, are you gonna like what I'm I'm cooking up later on this uh, podcast?
0: Oh man, don't talk about cooking. I'm hungry.
1: <laughs> I'm yeah. too. We're recording at dinner time.
0: Yeah, and you know, I apologize. We apologize for our corny jokes because we are dads, and so you know, it's absolutely kind of dad, dad joke thing. So I really don't apologize for them, but just expect them and you know accept them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like the girl that got into the peekaboo accident. Oh my gosh. She's in the ICU. It's <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's
1: a good one. Thanks, I love it. I love a dad joke. Um, <laughs> so what's next? Well, so we were talking sports a little bit there. Um, who knows, right? Who knows
0: yeah well um you know i uh i like sports i um i've mentioned that and obviously I, i like going to sporting events but you know how do you do it and how do you do it safely i would be all about some sports on tv right now i mean i want the athletes and the people that are there everybody to be safe um but i think most of us are in some sort of you know, fatigue and, um, you know, well, maybe fatigue is the wrong word, but we are certainly, um, missing out or,
1: you know, like we're going through sports withdrawal withdrawal. Yeah. Um, although, although I think, um, I've gotten to, like, I don't, not that I don't miss it, but that it's not my first thought of like, Oh, you know what, what can we watch right now? Because it's been quite a while. Since yeah we were really watching anything
0: well, and I mean, typically during the summer, I'm not a big baseball guy, so it's kind of a no, slow anyway
1: summer is yep summer but is
0: but the but the rug awesome. kind of got pulled out from underneath us with you know the cancellation of you know March madness and uh the n b a season was put on hold, and um you know baseball you know like college baseball, you know, which we're big u of l fans around here um our apologies to our u k listeners um but, uh, you know, like this was supposed to be a big year for U of L baseball. So lots of, lots of things that, um, you know, we've missed out on. And of course, you know, sports is kind of the least of our concerns in the grand scheme of things, but I think sports kind of give us that sense of normalcy. Um, and we really are, you know, searching for that. Uh, I know we had the Louisville city game there was like 5,000 fans there.
1: Yeah. Um, everybody all spread out, uh, they spoiled our opener too.
0: the the lost lost the game i i um i don't know i i commend the people that go i don't know if i will say commend but you know i I'm, i'm excited about you know the prospects of you know like just the future of soccer in this city and hopefully we do land an mls team and there's some mls teams that are you know we we hope that they'll whole flipping league stays around but um yeah, really. it's it's been a it's been a struggle i mean they're not they're not as established and they don't have you know billions of dollars the way that the nba does and the nfl does so you know like something like this could really really hurt um a league like like the mls but um you know s- assuming the league survives maybe some franchises won't and not that I want any franchise to fold, but I would really like to have an MLS franchise here and we're, we're poised for it. I mean, that's why we built the stadium in the first place was to kind of put us in position for when the time does come that we're, that we're
1: ready. Right. And uh, I've enjoyed Louisville city being here since what are they starting year four or five?
0: Um, I have, uh, I have friends and family that are really big fans. I mean, they go to pretty much every game and, um, I love soccer, grew up playing. Um, I, and I really do like watching it in person. I don't love sp- soccer on TV. I'll be honest. Like I, typical, I,
1: I can agree with that. Like,
0: um, I'm a typical American in that way. Um, if
1: it's the world cup or something, I will watch it.
0: Um, yeah. Well, world and, and I appreciate the skill. Like I think, you know, I think for a lot of people, um, that don't know the sport, it's kind of hard to appreciate what's really going on. Cause you, you know, like, they spend half their time going backwards, you know, it's, we call, they call it the beautiful game. You st- string all those passes together and, um, and it really is pretty to watch, but ultimately we want to see goals. So I, I used to, it's a n- I used to,
1: 90 minutes and it's one to zero.
0: Right. And it can end in a draw, which drives people crazy.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, but I, it, the thing is it's, it's just really hard to score. Um, so a lot of times when, when there is a goal, it's either spectacular and I think regardless of whether or not you grew up playing soccer, or watching soccer, you can appreciate a really difficult shot or it's a fluke. So it's either crazy, spectacular goal, or it's just a fluke. Um, there's not a whole lot of in between because they, they're just, they're all so good, especially in the MLS level or the, the English premier league level. I like watching like the EPL review show. I used to watch it, which is all highlights. So mm-hmm. it's either goals or near, near goals, great saves, stuff like that. But,
1: um. Yeah.
0: Watching ninety guess, minute match.
1: I guess the Europeans are playing right now, and I have not been following it. And evidently, uh, Polisic, who's an American, is tearing it up right now. I don't know if you've seen that or not. No, I was not uh, aware. I, I need to investigate. Um, Pat McAfee, who is our podcast idol, one of them. Um, I saw a tweet from him the other day that was like. Christian Pulisic is the greatest soccer player on the planet right now. And I was like, really? I, I, I guess I need to check him out. I mean, I've watched him play, just not lately.
0: Yeah, to say that an American is the best in the world and, and soccer is, that's a bold statement for sure.
1: Mm. And Pat is a former soccer player, so uh, he probably knows what yeah. he's talking about.
0: Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, Pat McAfee is he also was a former NFL kicker punter.
1: punter punter punter
0: yeah for the colts um yep. yeah
1: so he um, retired at 29 in, in his prime and said i'm gonna be a media personality instead
0: he's done pretty well with that
1: he's done all right
0: and yeah, he definitely has a you know if nothing else like a cult following i know like no pun intended cult following but uh yeah. i mean i think he's he's got a national presence for sure but he does he's
1: he's coming up he's still building it
0: he's not just like but he, and and i think it's part of his personality he's not like mainstream
1: media he you know no like, and that's well he called pot. a he called a couple games last year like so i think he did all the thursday night college games and then he did a couple nfl games at the end of the season and everybody wants him to go to monday night football it's like man he's not like you said, mainstream media material exactly, but I think he'd make it so fun. Right. I mean, and that's, you know, I don't know,
0: maybe there's, there's been a, maybe there's a culture shift that'll um, allow it to, to happen, you know, because like the Frank and Alan Dan days, I mean, they're just, you know, three old white guys that are, you know, I mean, they're good at what they do or good at what they did, but they're, Just boring, you know. I mean, they they brought in Dennis Miller. Do you remember Dennis Miller on? I do, I do. That was was not not
1: good. I think he uh, he would he would speak in such a way that you need a thesaurus to watch football.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like he just is not for the. (laughs) Yeah, he's not. He's not for the typical football fan. No offense to football fans. I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty smart guy and and have a pretty good vocabulary, but I, um, you know there's a lot of obscure references too that, you know, I think that certain people like they get it and they thought it was hilarious probably, but, but the vast majority of us have no idea what he's talking about. I'm like, Dennis, what, you know? Um, but, uh, (laughs) yeah.
1: Anyway. well. Well, we'll see. Um, how about this? Um, since Chad and I talked a bit about school opening, um, maybe we don't hash that out, but we put it to a Twitter poll.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so what's it going to be? Are we going to have like, we we've know now that Jefferson County is, is going to at least have an online option. Yes. So, um, my, my, my thought would be, and we'll, we'll post this eventually on Twitter and, you know, we'll see if all of our loyal fans get out there and vote and participate. But I think that, um, you know, basically the question is, are you for schools opening in the fall? And if so, are you for them opening in-person only, in-person and having an online option, or online only? So basically you have three options. Three in person options. only, In-person only, in-person and online, or online only. Um, so yeah, I will reserve my opinion for later, but um, basically I, I, I'm for the safety of everybody involved. I'll put it that way, you know, teachers, yes. parents, students. Um, and I think one thing to keep in mind is, you know, people talk about kids not getting sick, um, you know, and, and not to say that they never get sick from the virus, but, um, you know, the vast majority of the kids don't get sick or they they don't. But there's there's a lot that's not understood about how they spread it. Um, but they do know that they can get it and they can spread it. And not everybody in a building, not everybody in a school building, is young. You know, yeah. uh, there's a lot of adults, and the adults don't only spend time with kids. They spend time with other adults. Um, and then you know, you're spending time with a bunch of kids that you don't know what they're doing, and then you're bringing it to you know your grandparents or parents or whoever that may have some underlying condition. So you know, it's a lot to consider. But um, anyway, for well, now we'll, we'll leave what? it to
1: the. Yeah, and we didn't get into all the details, but like, think about if uh, a teacher has to quarantine because someone was at home, and now, or think about the single parent that, you know, that they've got to work and be a teacher, right? Anyway,
0: well, I think it's I think it's tough. I think there's like I said, there's a lot a lot to consider because if you, you know, um, you open schools and you give kids a place to go that probably that's the safest place for them to be um, in a lot of situations, especially in public schools. And then, um, you know, but then you're putting them at risk for other things. And I don't know, it's, it's just, I'm glad I'm not in the position that has to, you know, that have to make that decision. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not, I'm not the person in charge, but ultimately I'm in charge of my kids and my family. And that's, you know, that's all we can do. Well, I won't say I'm in charge of my family. My wife is in charge of my family, but um, (laughs) We, we all know that but uh but you understand what i'm saying like it's you know like i can't control anything um in that regard i can just do what i feel is best for my kid and my family
1: my kids and my family yeah for sure all right i got some i got some fun stuff uh that i I was kind of uh playing on the old uh interwebs earlier uh first of all today over lexington uh some uh airplane skywriter wrote the word obey really big over Lexington. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah.
0: I suppose that could be uh, construed a lot of ways, but.
1: I think so. Um, I assume that they
0: mean wear the mask (laughs) or something like that, you know, listen to the, uh, or maybe it's obey God. I don't know.
1: No, my guess is that it's sarcastic and like, oh yeah, obey everybody wear the mask. That's my guess. I don't know. So, do you know what next week is in Louisville?
0: Next week in Louisville? Mhm. No. It's Burger Week. Burger Week. Yep. Should know that. I you think there's a burger day, but there's pretty much a day for everything.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. Um, but Burger Week is um it seems pretty legit. There's like all these $6 deals everywhere. And since they're doing it in the COVID stuff, they're, um, they're like places that typically don't do carry out. They're doing carry out. And so. um, I'm a big burger guy. I like
0: burgers. I don't eat them nearly as much as I used to. I used to, you know, it was, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't go to a restaurant when I was a kid if they didn't have cheeseburgers and french fries. Um, but uh, although my palate has expanded quite a bit, and, um, you know, I'm the food guy. I've been featured as the food guy on the show before I was the host. Um, Absolutely. It's as much, you know, as much variety of food as I like and all the different things. I mean, it's really hard to beat a good burger. It really um, is. And, and a good burger doesn't have to be a fancy burger just to, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I mean, I don't know, but I I'll probably have to get a burger next week from somewhere.
1: Yeah, some same.
0: Making one at home is good. I like one, but it's just not. It's not. not quite the same. Um, although I can make pretty darn good burger, I will say, Toot toot. But I make
1: a good burger. I actually uh, just got some habanero ketchup. mhm Uh yes. I like the heat. Yeah it's just, and the flavor's good too.
0: So I have, um, like I like all kinds of burgers, but see, you know, if you have a burger craving, there's, you know, there's certain things that will satiate that craving for me. So one is like a classic burger, which is ketchup, mustard, pickle, mayo. I got to throw the mayo on there for me. That's, that's what I like on a burger. Like, you know, cheese, ketchup, mustard, pickle, mayo. And then, um, I also like a barbecue burger. So, like, mm-hmm. cheeseburger with barbecue sauce, bacon. Got to throw those fried onion rings on there, too. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, uh, those are my two kind of go tos. I like, you know, I like a spicy burger, like put some pepper jack cheese on there and some, you know, jalapenos or
1: mushroom Swiss.
0: Now, mushroom Swiss classic combination, but I, I'm not a mushroom guy. I can't do it. Oh, can't oh, do I'm those fungies. Can't do it. I like, um, I mean, I like the flavor of mushroom in things. Like I like mushroom soup, but I don't like actual mushrooms. It's a textural issue with me.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll um, let it slide.
0: Well, you know, it, it, you have to. So it is what it yes. is.
1: Evidently, the internet failed me. And Jeremy pointed out that Louisville Burger Week is actually August 10th through 16th. Still coming up, but I was wrong on that. And I apologize. It, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Then I got, I got one more thing to mention before we get out of here. Um, I discovered there's this new um, business opening down in Nulu, uh, right by Quill's Coffee Shop. And it is a sports-centered coffee shop. So it's called Pre-Game Coffee. And one thing that I think is pretty cool, the audio, you know, they got, of course, like big TV screens. They'll be doing this. They're kind of built, they're opening during the pandemic. Their plan wasn't to do that, but it was, um, the, the opportunity kind of fell in the guy's lap. The audio is via Bluetooth to headphones. So you go in there with your headphones, I assume, and you get the audio on your headphones, so it's not like a like B dubs or some crazy thing where everybody's like, "Oh!" Every time, so, well, I guess may, see. Now that's the one thing because people might still go, "Oh!" But you don't hear the narration. And
0: what are you like all watching a different event <laughs> or listening to a different event, and everybody's screaming about different things at different times?
1: Yeah, I don't um, know. and like It's like the silent like, disco. Yeah, and they got like coffee, but they're gonna expand to food and beer and wine and. Um, it 's a different model than a place like quills that 's why I thought it was interesting that they're they 're opening up like five hundred feet from quills hmm. um, yeah, i 've
0: never heard of a sports themed coffee place
1: uh, well it's it 's unique it 's new that 's the article I was reading he said you know it 's kind of cool to make something new yeah. uh, and actually um that'd be a really good place for me to do my next market update from, for Facebook.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that we have a certain kind of image
1: of coffee house and the people that go to coffee houses, you know? Well, he um, has a, he has a great quote in there. Let me see if I, he says uh, the idea came from wanting more from a coffee shop than a place to hang out with hipsters, listen to Dave Matthews band and sit at wobbly tables. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, yeah.
0: I think um, you know, not the stereotype, but yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, fairly typical. You know, I'm not a big coffee drinker, and I like the smell of coffee, but I don't want to smell like coffee. Hmm. So I don't like going to coffee houses very much. Um. But this this sounds like a unique experience. So I don't know. Especially once they expand to food and all this stuff. And once we can, you know, once I feel comfortable going back and in person dining and stuff like that definitely be worth checking out,
1: yeah, it'll be cool, so all right, yeah. so um, welcome back to our sponsor Chad um thanks, Chad thanks, Chad. um you're probably listening to this in your car right now. watch your speed <laughs> right this is <laughs>
0: yeah live, live and in person,
1: yep, ten and two, <laughs> keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> <laughs> well I guess uh, I guess he will listen
0: to it later maybe and he may be in his car when he does listen to it later but right. he's probably not listening right this second because no we are no but he, not you know it. I get what, it I get it yeah, I know
1: it's it's technology
0: right I'm slow you gotta forget me sometimes
1: <laughs> that's all right all right so. well everybody have a good week or two
0: yeah we'll uh we'll be back and maybe there'll be something different to report um Maybe not, but either way, we'll find something to talk about.
1: That's right. Thanks
0: for listening.